Welcome to Exposure Spotlight Magazine Talk Show, where your voice matters. This is editor host Teresa Perkins. We're in the midst of having a great show today with a very special guest. He is a legend, icon, mentor, singer, TV host, executive producer, radio broadcaster. He has been referred to as the Ed Sullivan of gospel music. You name it, yes, that's him. He has assisted numerous gospel stars in propelling their talents. My listening audience, put those hands together, sit right in front of your screen, whatever you're doing for the one and the only Dr. Bobby Jones. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, How what an interest. What how it what, what an introduction! My goodness, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I'm doing fine, thank you. Good to see you, Teresa. Yeah, same here. Look, Dr. Jones, thank you so much for accepting this invitation to be a part of Exposure Spotlight Magazine Talk Show. I'm so excited to have you. So, how well, things have been going? <laughs> that's what I do. You know, my job is to reach out. Amen. You know? That's my job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we greatly appreciate you. Like I said, you're all of those things and so much more. But look, I want you to just tell us, you know, because you've been in the business for a, a long time, entertainment, music, you know, what have you. How did it all really actually begin to where you are today, being that legend, that singer, that TV host, a producer, you know, like, were your parents involved in music? How did it all start? <laughs> Teresa, <laughs> I'm from a small town in the western part of the state of Tennessee called Henry, Tennessee. Maybe two or 300 people live there. And uh, I went to a high school in Paris, Tennessee when, uh, uh, when I left Henry. I finished high school when I was 15. Mm -hmm. I left high school and came to Nashville when I was uh, 15 and finished at 19 started teaching in St. Louis, Missouri. I had a major in elementary education and uh, I was very glad. I couldn't think of anything else I wanted to be. At that time, it was so long ago, we could only be a doctor, a lawyer, a school teacher or something that, you know, jobs just weren't open for us. And, you know, I'm an old man now, so I can talk from way back then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, cho I, I chose teaching uh, as, as, as an occupation. And so I did that and graduated from Tennessee State and went to St. Louis, Missouri to start, start teaching. 
I did that for about six years in St. Louis. The city was so violent that I was afraid to stay there. I left immediately as soon as I could. Came back to Nashville and uh, resumed my educational experiences by teaching here as well. And then uh, I got several offers from uh, other businesses from across the country to uh, go a little bit further than a classroom instructor or director of curriculum for one school while I was here at that job. Then McGraw-Hill Publishers, one of the major publishers in the country, uh, were teaching uh, children how to read with a program they had called Program Reading. So they had two sections of it. They have an elementary section, they had a, a college or university section. So I went in the, uh, I said, yes, I'd be glad to do that. So I traveled all over the world as a, a linguist and as a teacher. Uh, with special skills in what we call phonetic approach of, of learning children how to read. So I did that for about four or five years and it, uh, you know, gave me a little stage presence where I could talk to people because I was always very shy. So gospel music did not enter into, and still am, <laughs> gospel music uh, didn't come into my life until when I was in Tennessee, at Tennessee State, uh, I uh, taught myself how to play the piano and my aunt had one. And so three fingers is all I can make it. <laughs> and I did, you know, God just works in such mysterious ways. And because I'm Methodist and this was a Baptist church and I had not heard the kind of music, you know, and saw all the interesting things that they do in Baptist churches <laughs> that we didn't do in the Methodist church. So uh, that's where I had my introduction into getting into the music element or to the gospel style because I learned, learned from doing that uh, in it in Nashville. And uh, I continued to to uh, work in the, the educational program. I got hired at Tennessee State University uh, in the Department of Reading and Thought Processing, uh, which uh, I enjoyed very much and did that for about 14 years. And uh, in the meanwhile, we were doing a little television show in Nashville. Affirmative action was in order then. And uh, we didn't have any black people in television around here and very few across the country, as you know. Mm -hmm. So Bob Johnson was the president, was starting a network called Black Entertainment TV. And uh, I had started this little program in Nashville. We went to them and asked them if they would let us do a half hour show for gospel music, you know, to support our community. And they fortunately said yes. So I became one of the producers of the show, of the gospel show. And, uh, and that's where it started. <laughs> Bob Johnson uh, went to uh, New Orleans. They were having a NAPTA meeting where they go to look for programs. All stations do that. And he was starting one. And uh, I had the only show there that was black. <laughs> so he called and asked if I would consider joining his, him and his network. And I said, yeah, I'd be glad to. So the two of us started BET at the same time in 1980. Wow. And that's how my career got started as far as national exposure. However, from 1976 to 1980, I was doing this television show called The Nashville Gospel Show in Nashville. And that's where he got the material from, from that show that I was doing in Nashville. So when we got ready to go to BET, I wanted to see what I wanted the show to be named. I said, oh, Johnny Carson and all those guys, they use their name. Why not Bobby Jones then? <laughs> And then, and add gospel to it. So that was Bobby Jones gospel. <laughs> and for 35 years, I was on BET and never missed not one show. Wow. 35 years. 
And at the same time, as I was uh, on uh, BET in my latter years, I was also wanting to help another guy start his satellite network out of Detroit, Michigan. And uh, it was called Impact TV. So I joined him and uh, I was doing BET and Impact TV at the same time. And that brings us up to today. I've uh, res uh, retired from BET. They didn't leave, let the show go or anything like that. After 35 years, I, it was a retirement. A lot of us think that when you're not on the air anymore, that they got rid of you or something. Yeah, <laughs> and I can understand that, no problem. I know what it was, so it's all that matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I did keep um, doing the show on the Impact Network is what I'm doing now. That brought you all the way up to date to where I am. Oh, wow. That look, mm -hmm. you look, you have a background a biography out of this world. I mean, it's just really so awesome. Now, you mentioned earlier, too, you, you, you said you got your high school diploma, you graduated at the age of 15. Is that yeah. correct? You yeah. Know, it's hard for some people to get their high school diploma <laughs> at 18. But you did it well, at 15. Yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was very fortunate. I was very blessed to be able to move through those classes with much ease. And the same thing at Tennessee State. I graduated in 19. I quit uh, uh, Tennessee State at one point after that. We had quarters then. Now they have semesters, as you know. But I did two quarters and I got lonesome. I was 15 years old. I missed my, my friends in Paris. You know, that's Paris, yeah. Tennessee now. Let's get that straight. <laughs> and we'll be right back. friends and I knew some of them were going to come to Tennessee State that fall so I came back with them and started again and I finished on time wow. uh, I, I, even though I, I quit for a quarter I graduated with my class in 1959 so that's the whole thing huh Dr. Bobby Jones there's brains behind what you do well that's <laughs> what I did <laughs> thank you Def yeah. yeah most definitely I, I mean because really honestly you know, I know that you had all of these shows and did all these great things, but never did I know you had those type of credentials behind you as far as your education. I think oh, that's yeah. so awesome, you know. Yeah, really I, 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 traveled, I traveled the world with the phonetic approach of teaching children how to read. And then when I came back to the university to teach at Tennessee State, uh, I taught thought processing. That's the name of the skill that I taught uh, new and fresh. Uh, kids that were entering to college and didn't have a background of knowing how to study. So those skills would help them to, uh, you know, analyze and study and, and get into a better state at the university there. Then in Florida, I taught at uh, another high education school down there. And then I got my doctorate, another doctorate from Payne's Theological Seminary. So I have two doctorates now. Oh. Well, and with, with the honorary doctorates, I have four. So, uh, 
and, and yeah, and the earn, real earned one came from uh, Vanderbilt University. The university at the time, they didn't allow black people to attend their schools, you know? That was one of those private, up-class, what we call schools. Yeah. You've heard of Vanderbilt University oh, in yeah. Nashville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I got that one from. So wow. um, my opportunity to travel around the world and meet different people, it uh, refined me to a great degree because I was a country boy. So uh, I had to learn the skills of uh, refinement, which I wow. try to use and try to be learn how to be polite and kind and do the things that are proper and keep up with my Christian principles, you know? <laughs> yes, most certainly. Look, uh, Dr. Jones, if, if you don't mind, allow me to ask you this. Uh, who do you consider, or would you say, mostly had a, a big impact on your, uh, you know, career or doing your career? Would you say that it was when you got involved with BET or, or prior to that? Well, you know, it's, it's along the way, uh, 40 years is a long time. And, and you have so many people that come in and out of your life during, during all those periods. I guess if I want to look at gospel music in its uh, j- just as a long figure, I began to be impressed by a lot of the gospel singers that I heard in this city. And then came a guy by the name of Edwin Hawkins and uh, Walter Hawkins. And then there came another guy by the name of Andre Crouch. And uh, they were presenting the kind of music that I really liked. And uh, and uh, working in those Baptist churches uh, gave me an opportunity to experience what that was like. So along the musical line, uh, several people uh, uh, in that period impressed me enough to make me want to do it as well. Because I knew I wasn't a singer. So, uh, you know, so I didn't press myself to do that, but I, I knew that I could carry a voice. So <laughs> that's the limit. I got people around me who could sing. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's how that got started off. So uh, I, I, I enjoyed doing that. And when it got to television, and I saw all those guys on television, no black folk, and, you know, and, and, and Bob Johnson said, come and help me. I didn't even know what uh, uh, cable television was all about. You know, because we didn't have cable TV, you know. But I knew it was going to be TV and I knew it was going to be out of Nashville and get to be shown somewhere else, Uh you know. So (laughs) so I jumped at it. And and man, did it do a job job for me. But Teresa, it took me to every continent on this globe except one. Mm, Wow. Yeah. And many major cities on those continents did I that I have an opportunity to. Uh, you t- you have touched so many people's lives, like really, tremendously. You have. That is so awesome. Look, um, what is or has been your biggest challenge um, you had to face in having your own show? Well, uh, still having them. <laughs> uh, until I went to BET, uh, when uh, uh, Viacom bought BET from Bob Johnson, as you probably know, the president was black. He's no longer black. You know, Viacom owns it in 2000. Uh, the challenges were getting people to support it. Uh, people didn't want to give us any kind of support uh, to do gospel music. Major companies either because they didn't want to put the Christian situation into their businesses. And so that was a real challenge. And uh, we, 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 we suffered a lot uh, because we didn't have that kind of support in my earlier years mm-hmm. and didn't get it really until I went to BET 
and they were able to give us a little bit. Uh, what they paid me was a uh, minimum. You wouldn't believe it, and I surely wouldn't tell you because I wouldn't embarrass them because, <laughs> <laughs> because it was embarrassing. But fortunately, at that time, I didn't have a big family or anything that I had to, you know, have expenditures for, for so I was able to do that without, you know, being bothered that much. But those were some real challenges, and sometimes it was a challenge to get people to come on the show in the early days because it hadn't become popularized. Mm -hmm. Until it moved into the urban markets, that's when the show became very popular. Oh, really? And, uh, that didn't happen until about 10 years after we were still doing shows on cable. Oh, wow. It didn't go into the major cities like Chicago, mm -hmm. Detroit, New York, New Jersey. That's when the show really hit popularization. Because otherwise we were down with country folks in Texas and Alabama. Yes. <laughs> Louisiana, <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> That's where we were, but they loved it. They actually loved it. And and all of the time since I have retired from BET, I get so amazed and when we go when I go to shows and things like the BET Awards or the Stella Awards, the Trump uh, not Stella Awards, the um, Soul Train Awards, you know, secular award shows yes. and and those artists would come to me and, and athletes my grandmother made me get up on sunday morning and watch there's a black man on television singing <laughs> gospel music <laughs> and just about all of them would tell me you know i would be surrounded by them and i was overwhelmed about being around them you know because yeah. i hadn't seen their works and when they would come and tell me and i'd just get ready for it and when they got ready to tell me how they started i said your grandmama and your mama made you get up and go watch it <laughs> And they said yes, so uh, that is still delighted, delightful to hear. And I'm, you know, I, 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 God has blessed me. Go ahead and, and, and don't let me talk all the time. Let me oh, no, I'm enjoying every bit of it. I mean, really, I am. I mean, because, you know, really, I read up on you. And not only that, you know, I brought you to Louisiana two or three times myself, you know, to host this big gospel talent, you know, um, showcase, giving people opportunities to be on your show. And, and to this day, I thank you very much for giving me that opportunity, of, you know, in doing that. And um, we thank you. We thank you for doing it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But what would you say uh, is your secret to a successful career as a singer? Because you have received a Grammy, you have received Dove Awards, you have received um, Stellas, and so many more. So, what is your secret? I mean, or do you have one or any advice that you can give to someone, you know, that's out there that's listening and trying to, to be where Dr. Bobby Jones is? There is no secret. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is nothing that worked for me but keeping my hand in the hand of the man. Mm. And that man was Christ Jesus. Yeah. Because I never saw myself doing this, especially gospel music, because we were Methodists. And during that time, they didn't allow that kind of music in, in church, in our churches. And especially no instrumentation other than the either organ or piano. No other instruments at all. Or tambourine. So, pardon? The tambourine. No, oh dear, you did not bring no tambourine in there. They said oh, that was, a, oh, 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 oh no, you couldn't bring no tambourine. No, that was Pentecostal people. Oh, they had oh. the tambourine. <laughs> okay. So you must, you must be Pentecostal. I am full gospel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, the Methodists, and I'll tell you, we didn't allow that. <laughs> we, we called that black folks music. So, you know, they were trying to be lifted and patterned after what the modern society was. So, unfortunately, we didn't know any better. And now we do know better, you yeah. know. But we had to learn. Had to learn. But one, let me go back to one question you asked me about inspiration. Uh-huh. Dr. Ma, Dr. Maya Angelou, uh, you know who she is, right? Right. Was. Uh, she came to the university when I was teaching there at Tennessee State. And uh, I was amazed by her. And I was sitting in the audience. Of course, my, it was uh, our department that brought her, the reading department uh, at the university. So I sat in a prominent seat there and she kept watching me. And um, I was a cute little brown-skinned boy. <laughs> but uh, not for that reason. She was just seeing if I was paying attention, you know, and I really was. So she invited me up to, uh, oh, yeah. to the little social party afterwards and asked for what I did, and I told her. And she said, well, bring me a, a copy of your, your, your uh, album. That's what they called them then. <laughs> I said, okay. I, she said, in fact, why don't you take me to the airport in the morning? I said, oh, she's going to hit on me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, I have a lot of uh, <laughs> jokes. Yes, yes, I know. So anyway, I did. And uh, we became just unimaginable friends. Uh, I never thought that I would have a chance to have the kind of relationship with Dr. Angelo that developed. And she was a tremendous inspiration for me. I mean, she was so brilliant. So for 26 years, every Thanksgiving, 26 years, every year until she passed away, we were with her. Really? I was there along with about 60 or 70 of her friends, which included people from all over the world. Oh, That's wow. the way it was. We would go to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that's where she lived. And we would join her for Thanksgiving and we'd stay for three days. Really? And uh, then she'd come to visit me. She spent time in my house, left her shoes here. I tried to take them back to her. And she said, oh, no, darling, you don't do that. You, let people... <laughs> you wait till I come back and I'll get my shoes. <laughs> but uh, uh, she was a tremendous influence on me. And another guy that I... I uh, came to really admire and didn't know a thing about him. Uh, in fact, I, was, I didn't even want to be in his company because uh, his language was a little bit uh, too much for me and, and I didn't want to know. But all of a sudden, one day, I had this telephone call and he says, uh, this is Bobby Jones? I said, yes. He said, this is uh, Louis Farquhar. Oh. I said, who? He said, Louis Farquhar. Louis Farquhar, yes, this is Bobby Jones. Uh, 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 are you sure you're calling the right person? He said, yes, I want to be on your show. I said, oh, really? You know, I went, sir, I don't think that would work. <laughs> you know, you're Muslim and, and we're Christian. I, I, you know, we do all Christian music, you know. And uh, I said, well, I'll tell you what, sir, I'll, I'll call Bob Johnson and ask him if I can, you know, uh, have you on the show and I knew Bob Johnson wasn't going to accept it at least I thought he wasn't and so uh, uh, I called Bob Johnson Bob Johnson oh hell no he can't be on our show he can't be on our station <laughs> so I called Louis Farquhar back and I told him I said no he said hell no you can't be on the station he said okay Bobby I'll, I'll check with you later so in about two days Bob Johnson calls me back well Bobby you can have him on your show 
what you know what Lewis had done, right? <laughs> he, he had called him and called him and, and threatened him, I'm sure, or whatever it was. I said, Mr. Johnson, don't do this because I didn't ask, don't get rid of me because I didn't ask him to do it. He said, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. So Lewis Farquhar, he came on the show. Mm -hmm. He's a consummate violinist. I don't know whether you knew that or not. No. I mean, constant. I, that man is as good as any violinist you will want oh, to really? hear anywhere. And so he played Amazing Grace, and I sang it on my show. That was oh, like really? And we became inseparable. Oh, and it's, we're still that way today. And I learned so much from him. And I respected his religion, and he respects mine. In fact, he knows more about my religion than I do. And most of our Holy Ghost people don't know what Lewis Walker knows. But anyway, I thought that the mixture of the two of them was an unusual put together that God did. And then I asked Jesus, why don't you give me Maya Angelou? I know why the caged bird sings. Or Lewis Walker, he is Muslim. He, you know, they don't believe what we believe in our religious state. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like he said, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's going to take you to where I want you to go. Mm -hmm. And it did. Yeah. I followed. And it did. Yeah. Wow. Through trials and tribulations. That's, that's amazing that you mentioned that. I, I have been reaching out to, uh, to interview him, as a matter of fact. It's just amazing that you brought up his name because I, I, I. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, tell him you know me, he'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would be I something to have. He is, uh, he's just a great guy. Yeah. And, and, and yes, and, and I'm aware of his position. I'm intelligent and yeah. he's aware of mine. So we don't uh, disrespect each other. We respect each other for who we are and what we do. Right. He yeah. spoke really well at DMX's uh, funeral. I don't know if you saw that or not. Um, no, I didn't see that, but I heard uh, got some comments about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mm -hmm. think personally, I think he spoke really well. Really. I see. Yeah. Well, wow. how do you know about that? And you live in uh, Baton Rouge. And you know that DMX, you uh, just said DMX. It was at the. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Gotta check out where you, <laughs> what you listen to. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was, on, it was on TV. They showed the funeral on TV, so. Oh, oh, yeah, but you knew who he was. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but Louis Farrakhan, I mean, you know. Well, Not Louis Farrakhan, I'm talking about the DMX. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you heard, of, and you know, I had you never heard of it. You be ready, Dr. Baba Jones. You told me to be ready for this interview. I tell you, I'm right now, right now, I'm so tickled right now. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it happens like that. You know, and, and so when I go to the, uh, we call it midstream music, uh, you know, instead of saying uh, the devil's music, uh, rhythm and blues or uh, whatever you call the rap. We just said mainstream music it, it, to separate that from gospel. So whenever I go to any of their entities, uh, it's just, I learned so much from them, you know, to see how they get their audiences involved and a whole lot of things, that, their techniques. It's, it's, it's a real serious uh, way to, you know, to study to become. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a factor that I would suggest you asked me that earlier. And I uh, 
the two good words I used was steady to mm. become. Mm. Steady, S-T-U-D-Y, mm -hmm. to become. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You got you to gotta go where it is, meet those who are there, and learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Study to become. Now, I want to ask you this. You have written many books. One of them, Make a Joyful Noise, Touched by God. Yes. So have you thought about or considered writing any more books? No. Uh, no. I've had several approaches, <laughs> but uh, no. Ms. Perkins, I'm 32, uh, 82 years old. <laughs> You're right, 32. That's right. That's the number. 32. That's it. 32. That's it. You already know. Uh, now, Dr. Jones, I know you know this more than I do. Nothing gets old, but what? What they say? You call me from the South, so nothing gets old, but what? I don't know what. Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> clothes. That's what they say. Nothing gets old, but clothes. Clothes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, dirt gets old because it's always here. <laughs> but I got to remember that. But clothes. Clothes get older. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think I consider myself an oldie because I still do everything I normally did when I was 60, 70 and into my 80s. God has blessed me. Yeah. Uh, my wife is very nice to me and uh, <laughs> we just have a good time. You need to be don't, a, a don't you, comedian. Don't do it. Don't do it to me. <laughs> 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 we'll just leave that alone, okay? Oh, <laughs> I saw you take a deep breath on that one. <laughs> yes, her name is Ethel. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez. I know you probably keep Miss Ethel laughing all the time. I'm I do. Sure. Let me show you her picture. Okay. This is Ethel. Oh, she's a beautiful lady. Oh, of course. She's like you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, she is. Yeah. Beautiful. And, you know. Oh, yeah. How nice. Yeah. And uh, she, she lives in Grovetown, Georgia, right outside of Augusta. Okay. Okay. So you so you guys don't stay together? We are. We, we, uh, in the same bed every night. Wait, say, wait, hold on one second. Repeat that. Say that again. <laughs> we don't sleep in the bed every night together because she's in Grove Town and I'm in Nashville. But oh. we, make our, we make our way to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are weekends, you know. I, there are I weekdays. That's the question. I got my answer, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you making me laugh there. <laughs> Oh, you 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 would have been a great student because you know thought processing. You know how to process information. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay, that answers that. Dr. Jones, you are killing me. That, now that's the South in me now. You. Yeah, I'm in love with Jesus, and He always makes a way. You know. Yes. Yeah. So He worked that out too. <laughs> Look, so um, with the pandemic, you know, of course, that was a scare 
tactics on everyone. In what way did that affect you with your um, your production, your TV show? Well, we haven't been together since last March. Okay. We, I haven't been able to, to, to tape anything in over a year. But thank goodness I have a, a you know, I have a stock of tapes that I can go back to and put shows together. And and actually people really like them because I, I choose those who I think got the most requests to be seen again. So mm -hmm. they, they enjoy it, yeah. But I still use some of the artists who are, have not quite made it to the point where they think that they should be. But I still put them into the show as well. I've always done that. I always put those artists who are not on top, whatever we call that, through Billboard and all of those things. But, you know, that was what built my show yeah. because I had just ordinary gospel singers on the show. Mm -hmm. And people at home that watch that to say, oh, it's not always the ones that are, we always see. These does everybody. Yeah, give everybody a chance. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I admire and I like about you so much. And that, that was one of the reasons why, you know, I brought you here to Louisiana because you open up those doors for new talent. These are the people that needs, need the, um, the opportunities and that's what you did. So, you know, again, I greatly appreciate the things that you have done and what you are continuously doing, uh, even on Impact TV. So. Do you have an idea when you're going to start a new production? And is it? I guess maybe we may be able to start in July. It looks like uh, they may be opening those buildings, you know, where we tape, um, starting in July. I'm not quite sure, but whenever they do that, that's when we'll start again. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I would love for some of the talent that perhaps that's watching this um, interview as of right now, uh, for those that are listening who would love to have the opportunity to be on this show. So can you just share what they can do in order to submit their information or, you know, to where they can be a part of your, your program? Yeah, maybe you can put this number up. Sure. Uh, six, 615 Okay. It's the number to call. And, okay. uh, we uh, will accept their applications to be on the show. Okay. Well, that's great. That's so and you great. have my email address. You can put that under there too, if you'd like. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and we don't really turn down anybody, you know, if they get it in on time, you know, they come on and they do what they do. Right. Yeah. So my next question is, um, and I love asking this question because I ask this question um, a lot to different people that I interview. And especially when they have some big shoes that others can try to be in. And of course, in myself, I admire you tremendously, but what advice can you give to those who would like to be in your shoes? Because you have some very, 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 very special shoes. And it's not easy. First of all, try to understand what your talents are. You know, if you if you are not a real good singer, get somebody else to help you sing. <laughs> you know, uh, get producers and things to produce your music so that it can have an appeal to the listeners, you know. Uh, decide on who you think you would be singing to. Who would be your listeners? Who's your major audience? Uh, if you're a quartet singer, you know the type of people who go to quartet singing. 
If you gospel singers, you know the type of people generally that like choirs and, and uh, soloists and all of that. Study your craft. Just don't assume because that you can have, have a good voice that you can automatically jump there. Then you get to learn the system. And that's what a lot of our gospel artists don't know what the system is all about. There has to be some relationship with the people who promote the industry, the music. You just don't go and get on a radio show just because you have a good project. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the workings of how that happens from the people who you might have to hire to put, uh, make that decision as to who they want to choose, what radio stations they want to take you to so that it can get airplay and things like that. It's, you just can't walk into it. Right. It's a system to it. And, and, and most of our people don't take the time to even learn what that's about. But go to, to conferences and activities where you can, can learn or talk to people who are in, in the business and maybe they can help you to understand what you need to do. Right. Have a good personality. Mm -hmm. If you're going to represent Jesus Christ, then represent him the right way. Don't be snobbish and, and trying to be indifferent and all those things will work against you in the long run. Many of our singers who are great singers, now they can't even get a concert. And it was because of their personalities, you know. They got a few good licks and, and they thought they were all of that and, and a bag of chips. But yeah. they gave them, you know, back to bologna sandwich. So, you know, we have to be careful about that. And then uh, read the Bible and, and, and see what you can get out of that to uh, preach some of it by song as you make your selections. Uh, I, that's what I really love about Donald Lawrence and uh, a lot of those guys. They, they are good writers, you know, Sean Mitchell. Uh, I, put, I, I put Donald Lawrence there with many of them. Okay. And Richard Smallwood, you know, people like that. And like Walter, Adrian, and Andre. You know, they were able to put meaningful songs together. So <clears throat> just don't go for anything. Right. I mean, like I said, you you wear a lot of shoes. You got <laughs> you got all kinds of titles. But there are so many people um, that wants to be known uh, singer, you know, or group. Like you said, and you you identified a lot of that quartet groups and you know and all of that. So mm -hmm. um, I I hope that they really you know got all of that information that you gave because you gave some really good good information and again I really appreciate that so I have truly enjoyed this conversation with you like I said you 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 somebody's shoes I would love to be in but you got four doctorate degrees that's going to be pretty hard and tough set <laughs> 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 your mind to it I am for sure. <laughs> yeah, set your mind to it. It's available. <laughs> and what you say, I like what you said too earlier. Study to become. Yes. That's not going to leave me. Study. To become. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I appreciate you leaving that with me, especially. So, um, you know, and hopefully all of the other people in the listening audience, you know, they have really uh, received this information and I'm almost sure that they have. So is there anything else that you would like to share before we end our conversation? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to share what a little bit I had to offer. And uh, I think as long as we keep those two words in our 
uh, you know, means of internalizing and interpreting what our lifestyle should be like if you want to be an artist in this business. We really just have to get with it, stick with it, you know, learn what you need to know in order to do what you want to do. Go ahead, Dr. Bob Jones. Say that again. Let me see. <laughs> that is, I can. <laughs> Just play it back, okay? <laughs> oh, learn what you need to learn <laughs> to do what you want to do. <laughs> right, I like that. Well, Dr. Bob Jones, once again, thank you so much. I have enjoyed this interview with you tremendously. And, and thank you for accepting this invitation and allowing exposure spotlight magazine to just be in the midst of dr bobby jones and i want to please go ahead i'm sorry and best wishes to you with your magazine oh okay. thank you thank you so yeah. much i'm gonna have to i'm gonna send you a copy now i'm gonna send you a copy of it okay i, I would love that yes and i want to leave this with you because this is our motto your voice matters so thank you and may God bless you. <laughs> you caught me on that one. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Bobby and, and let's be specific and say to you, your voice matters. Oh. Now you cry. <laughs> I don't take much. I enjoy I enjoyed being with you. And <laughs> plus you're pretty. Thank yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you too. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. All right. Number is 1855-828-7200.